Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges, or low-decibel dishwashers. They're really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever. Visit the Ferguson Showroom on Powell Avenue in Nashville and discover the controlled convenience of Jet Air's connected wall oven. Innovative, intuitive, and in the palm of your hand. Reinvent your kitchen with Jet Air and find it at Ferguson. Glad you're with us. It's the Midday 180 on 104.5 The Zone with Paul Koharski and Chad Withrow. I'm Jonathan Hutton, and we are pleased to be joined from Radio Row, one of the most uh, respected reporters across the entire league, and he joins us for his annual visit on Radio Row, and he'll keep Paul awake on Saturday during the Pro Football Hall of Fame selection. Sal Pal, who, Sal Pal Antonio from ESPN, on the line with us from the Chiefs Hotel. Sal Pal, how are you, man? Hey, I'm so sorry I can't uh, join you guys on Radio Row for my annual visit, but I am embedded with the Chiefs at their team hotel here about uh, 15 miles north of Miami, which, if you're driving, is about an hour and a half drive each way. <laughs> this one's really spread out. It's always crazy the further they put stuff away, but we appreciate you joining us by phone. You have already had a uh, very successful Hall of Fame season you made three presentations as a member of the blue ribbon panel and the three guys that you presented uh were all part of the 15 person class uh, i was hoping you could talk us through a little bit you presented paul tagliabu uh and and helped facilitate us having him as a guest just a few years ago when he missed out making it um in the in the regular process how much did you change what you said to, to the panel, and uh, what turned the tide for him, do you think? Well, I think it was the makeup of the panel more than anything else. Um, I do think there was broad-range support on the 25-member Blue Ribbon panel for the Centennial class to put in Paul Tagliabue. And, um, you know, I think some of the new reporting about the science of CTEs helped uh, and I think also some of the letters that I got, I gathered on behalf of Paul Tagliabue to show that uh, he was really at the forefront of player safety in the mid-90s and, in fact, did not ignore the problem. Uh, he said some, uh, some you know, un- politically incorrect things at the time, and there's hurt some feelings of some, some reporters about PAC journalism. Uh, but, you know, behind the scenes, he was working digital, diligently to try to get player safety instituted as a, uh, as a part of the NFL's regular process. I think more than anything, getting Harold Carmichael in for the Centennial class was a, was a real, you know, long shot. And uh, I'm, I'm just glad that he got the support that he did and will be part of the Centennial class. It's important for the Philadelphia Eagles organization and the city of Philadelphia that he's recognized because I think he he was totally a game changer. You know what Deion Sanders said, Paulie, about you know let's put guys in who are who were trailblazers who you know truly changed the game and had profound impact. Carmichael was Rob Gronkowski before Rob Gronkowski, and um, I think he had a profound impact on how you had to play. Uh, that Eagles offense. That Eagles offense would have never been as successful during the late 70s and early 80s and gone to a Super Bowl without Harold Carmichael. Sal Palantonio, our guest. Sal, with, with, with the Chiefs, 
we all know about Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. You you are a great storyteller and presenting the, the headlines of the day embedded there. What's the next best story with the Chiefs that doesn't include Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes? Well, it would have to be the hiring of Steve Spagnuolo, right? Um, I was there at the AFC Championship game when B. Ford was offsides, and uh, they lost in overtime to the Patriots. I stayed an extra day uh, to be with Andy and report on the aftermath of last year's AFC Championship game, and he invited me into his office. And um, we talked at length, and I specifically asked him about, you know, Bob Sutton's future. And shortly thereafter, he fired Bob Sutton, the defensive coordinator and his longtime friend. And when I talked to, it's interesting, I talked to Clark Hunt, the owner of the team, after the AFC Championship game last Sunday. And I said, how much did you have to push Andy Reid to fire Bob Sutton after last year's AFC Championship game? And he said, I didn't have to push him that much, which is an interesting answer on a lot of fronts, right? because it does suggest that he did, in fact, push Andy Reid to fire Bob Sutton and to usher in the era of Steve Spagnuolo, but also that Reid, who's extremely stubborn, and I've covered him for 20 years, and loathed to change not only tactics but personnel, and especially his coaching staff, was willing to, uh, to fire Sutton and bring in Spagnuolo. And uh, I think the hiring of Spagnolo has done a lot for that defense. I think bringing in Tyron Matthew has done a lot. Got an infectious leadership style that I think really sets the tone uh, defensively. I think Frank Clark. And these, these are not Boy Scouts now. These are guys who have had problems in the NFL. And uh, those two guys, I think, have generated a sense of creativity and enthusiasm for the football team that has really carried over. Sal Palantonio with us on the Midday 180, 104.5 The Zone. Chiefs offensive line, not necessarily a team strength. Titans clearly um, huge difficulty with three and four men affecting Mahomes as, as a rush unit. They stuck with it even though it wasn't working because they were clearly nervous about getting beat over the top if they took people out of coverage. Seems San Francisco clearly a better team with three and four men rushing the quarterback. What do you expect really from the dynamic of that where San Francisco will still be able to keep people in coverage and affect the pocket with three and four guys? Yeah, when I was watching the game, Paul, it was pretty clear that Mike Vrabel did a mush rush with a spy on Mahomes. And once Evans left the field for the second time, once he went to the locker room for the second time, I think that really changed what they could do defensively because they couldn't use alternating spies on Mahomes because Evans wasn't available. And I think that that was significant, clearly significant. Now, you have to use a mush rush on Mahomes. It's pretty clear. And when you do that, you need to seal the outside and have a spy on him so that he doesn't evacuate the pocket up the middle. That is the bottom line. And I think the Niners are equipped to do that for sure. But Mahomes is a, is a special kind of player. 24 touchdown passes outside the pocket in the last two years. Leads the NFL. The next two guys on the list are eight touchdown passes behind him. That would be um, the Houston quarterback and, um, and uh, 
and I'm sorry, I'm blanking out on the other guy, but I think uh, it's it's oh, Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. Yep. So the, Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson are the two guys that have 16. He has 24. So it, it's really an issue. You hit the nail on the head. Um, they, they've got to – I mean, here's what I found. I went back and I looked at the game, Niners at Ravens, in that rain. And I'm trying to use that as the template for Niners Chiefs. Niners at Ravens, it's a game I covered, and then when we back, we went back and we studied that film on the matchup show. And the Niners blew it. They did their NASCAR rush on Lamar Jackson. They over-pursued him in the pocket, and they let him out of the pocket. If the Niners do that in this game, if Robert Sala says to Bosa, you just go get him, go get Mahomes, Mahomes will avoid the rush and get outside the pocket and do damage because that's what happened with Lamar Jackson. The other thing is this. When the Niner, when Garoppolo does, doesn't turn the ball over, it's very, 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 very hard to beat the Niners when he does not turn the ball over. He is 8-1. and one. They are 8-1 and one when he does not turn the football over. And um, it's, you know, that Ravens game, he turned the ball over. The only time that he did not turn the ball over and they lost was that silly little loss that they had to the Falcons. So, you know, if, if Garoppolo holds on to the football and they run the ball, they're going to be hard to beat in this game, I think. Sal Palantonio, always great to have you on, Sal, even if it is by phone, Super Bowl week. Hopefully we can do this again soon. Okay, I will try to keep Paulie the K awake on Saturday. I have no issues falling It was asleep just a joke. Okay, no, no, no. It's, you know, I, I don't want to talk out of school, but I do bring him a little Starbucks with a shot of espresso to make sure he, <laughs> he needs it. Yes. He needs the spark every I now and then. Also, don't during, drink coffee. Does that happen during the show, too? Sometimes you got to bring that little coffee in with a shot of espresso to make yeah. sure he's still paying you know, attention. But he takes it in the final hour of the show when he should take it in the first hour. That's the that's yeah. the mistake he makes. John McClain's okay, well, the only person to fall asleep on our show. That's, that's right. a guest of ours. <laughs> Actually fell asleep on air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get you the audio of that, Sal. That'll, that'll shoot right to the top of your charts. <laughs> <laughs> we still laugh, dude. Thank hey, you, Sal. Thank you for having me, guys. Okay. All right. See you Thanks. Saturday. Thank you. Sal Palantonio okay. has been our guest.